Welcome back. It's the Hammer Down Show on 101.7 The Hammer and 101.7thehammer.com starting Monday next week. The Hammer Down Show moves to 3 p.m. They moved me up an extra hour. Why? Because I, I don't know. It's like the stuff at Walmart, Tom Dean Hart. Uh, once you figure out where it's at, for some reason, they decide to move and rearrange everything, and then you can't find nothing ever again. Yeah, I know what that's like. You want, just when you get accustomed to something, they're always up. They're always changing. So now, Jared, you got to look a little bit, a little bit harder when when you're strolling around Walmart looking for a, looking for that that, that pair of jorts and that, that tank top that you want to wear <laughs> one last time before winter sets in, right? Yeah, always out there looking for the jorts and tank tops. That's uh, exactly <laughs> what I'm out there doing. Tom for GoldenBlack.com, uh, buddy. Another big win on Saturday. Uh, this time they beat the Illini. This team is three in one right now, but. You wouldn't know that if you listen to some of the fans barking after that win on Saturday. I would like to remind everybody that was a win, right, Tom? I didn't miss anything. The, 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 end, the end of the day, the scoreboard had more points for Purdue than Illinois, right? Yeah, you know, uh, you know what fans are like. You always want more. That's understandable. I get it. Uh, we've all been on that side of the fence. Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't pretty. That's for sure, Jared. Well, like you said, it was a win. And Purdue, I think, is exactly where everybody thought it was going to be after four games with a three and one record. Um, uh, but yeah, there is there is plenty of stuff to wring your hands about if you're a Purdue fan. There's no doubt about it. And of course, that that is because when you look at that injury list, Jared, it's mm. it's awfully long and it seems to grow every week with key players added. Uh, you know, we could talk for a half hour about the attrition, the key personnel. You know, Jeff Brom talked a little bit about some of the guys out, what their status was. And, uh, again, it's uh, it's worrisome. Here comes Minnesota, fresh off uh, one of the biggest upsets in school history, losing as a 31-point favorite at home to Bowling Green. But I will say this, Jared, Purdue should not lack for motivation, right? This is a gopher team that's beaten them three years in a row. And I don't think I need to remind you or the listeners what happened the last time these teams played. Oh up yeah, there in the Twin Cities. Uh, what an, a, an epic, controversial finish that was. Well, if Payne Durham's going to be in the concussion protocol, well, then who in the world are they going to be able to throw the flag on? <laughs> you know, maybe Garrett. Maybe Garrett Miller. Hopefully, hopefully we have no referees involved that that we're going to be talking about after the game. But oh my Purdue, gosh, Purdue's got to want to beat these guys. You know, 2019, Jared, when they came here, you know, Tanner Morgan looked like a Heisman Trophy contender. Yeah. One incomplete pass, almost 400 yards passing. Hit his first 14 passes. You know, Minnesota built like a 38-17 to 17 lead and just rolled over Purdue. But remember, Jared, in that game, uh, one of the most surreal moments in ross Stadium history took place in the first half when Elijah Sindelar and Rondell Moore both suffered season-ending injuries on the same play. Uh, so, again, that was a bad memory with Minnesota. And even 2018, Jared, up in the Twin Cities, Purdue went up there very much still in the thick of the, the Big Ten West race and just got their doors blown off and on a real cold day, 41-10. to 10. So, P.J. Fleck has handled it to the Boilers here the last three games. So, again, I don't think Jeff Rahm going to have to remind these players of that at all. So, they'll, they'll be plenty motivated, I think, to try to beat this team Saturday. Listen to this. Listen to all the good news, Tom Deanhart. The great trip down memory lane. He said, why don't you just go ahead and bring up Robbie playing in, in, in the barn while you're at it for another injury. My goodness. Gracious, what yeah, a pile-on. It's, it's bad. And they actually, you know, they won. Minnesota's won seven out of the last eight of these games, too. You'd like to think Minnesota's a pure program. 
Uh, this is the program where he's going to have to start beating Jared. Uh, you know, Northwestern, Minnesota. They got, they got their foot on Illinois' neck pretty good. Um, and, again, these are programs who's going to have to crawl over in the Big, Big Ten West pecking order. And, again, the Gophers have been a real nemesis. So it would be nicely symbolically to finally beat this team again and to get on the plus side against the Gophers. And getting into that bye week with, with a 4-1 record would just be very, very comfortable for the, for, for the Purdue program. Well, then let's go to the $64,000 question here. Who is Purdue's starting quarterback this Saturday? Who do you think should be the starting quarterback this Saturday? Yeah, we've been talking for three minutes. We haven't even talked about that, have we? Um, I think without a doubt it's going to be Aiden O'Connell. I mean, I think it would be an epic upset if it's not Aiden O'Connell. Um, I mean, just listening to Jeff Brom talk, Monday in particular, um, you know, Aiden O'Connell is what this offense needs right now, Jared. They, they can't run the football. That's plain and simple, right? Yep. And uh, they got to throw the ball. And the quarterback who's best equipped to do that is Aiden O'Connell. And Jeff Rahm has said these last two opponents, Jared, they've done all they can to take away the deep ball from Purdue. That's meant the quarterbacks had to hit these inter- intermediate throws. A lot of traffic. And, uh, again, it's something that O'Connell is really good at. He's not, uh, he doesn't flinch when he's got come, guys coming in his face either. So, again, that accuracy, that poise, the ability to hit the, the intermediate passes, all those things together, I think, are, are really uh, – Give him a give him the, the, the I think a heads up in the lead in this quarterback derby. And again, I'd be surprised if it's not number sixteen taking the snaps come high noon on Saturday in Rosslade Stadium. We're talking with Tom Deanhart here of GoldenBlack.com on the uh, Hammerhead Hotline. It is just between those two. We're not going to see like a surprise. It's going to be Burton type thing. I, I I would be surprised to see that, but I just want to make sure because I feel like Purdue fans aren't happy anymore unless there is a quarterback controversy. There's no way. I mean, there's there, there, there's too much on the line this year. Uh, there is every year, but there, there's a lot on the line this year. Purdue, Purdue's got to make some progress. But they got to get to six wins, get to a bowl, and there's no way you can hand this offense off to a guy who's never taken meaningful snaps before. So, no, again, Aiden, Aiden O'Connell, like I said, uh, he, he's, he's really proven himself to be a clutch player too, Jerry. You know, last week, of course, he comes in off the bench and Purdue's trailing and leads them to victory, right? Yep. That was the fourth comeback win he's had as a, as a Purdue quarterback. So he's got a little moxie about him, too. So you like that. He's got that little something you can't quite get your arms around, that intangible yeah. that all winners have. And uh, just like Jack Plum, these are, these are two smart guys. You two guys are well-liked by their teammates. And, uh, again, like I said, the big difference here, though, I think, is, is while Plummer seems to play with a little bit of a tenderness to him, Maybe uh, not wanting to make that big mistake. Uh, Jack uh, Aiden O'Connell has a little bit more of a gunslinger mentality to him and uh, just throws a better ball, throws a more catchable ball, throws a more accurate ball as well, and uh, doesn't seem to be phased when he makes mistakes. Just remember this. Four drives that he had before that winning drive all ended in interceptions, two going back to Notre Dame in his first two Saturday against Illinois. He wasn't phased at all by those mistakes. He's got a short memory, put it behind him, comes back out, takes over on his own six-yard line, and drives through the length of the field to pay dirt. Turns out to be the winning score. So, again, there's a lot of moxie to really like about what what Eno O'Connell brings to the field. Tom, let's talk a little bit uh, about the injury report coming out of this one. Uh, some of them uh, are you know, pretty obvious. We'll start with uh, you know, Payne Durham and, and being in that concussion protocol after the shot that he took. 
which, by the way, got no flag. And then we heard the uh, the ref leave the mic on in in the press box, talk about how there was uh, you know absolutely no contact with his head whatsoever. Which I don't seems a little bit odd for somebody with a concussion. I don't know about you. Um, what did Coach have to say about him? Yeah, you know, targeting doesn't have to be just with your helmet. Uh, so keep that in mind too. But you know, again, you know, like like you said, Jared, um, uh, Jeff Brown said he's in concussion protocol. Branson Dean is also in concussion protocol, uh, and of course he collided with Lawrence Johnson while making a sack. I guess if I'm not, I'm, I'm obviously uh, no doctor, but. I'm, you hate to speculate, but my, I would guess those guys probably are still going to be in concussion protocol come Saturday. I wouldn't anticipate either guy playing. That's just my guess, but who knows? So unfortunate, yeah, I, I don't anticipate Dean playing. Of course, remember, too, Corey Trice is still out the number one cornerback. So that defense could be without, again, it's, it's going to be without its top cornerback, and there's a good chance it's going to be without arguably its best defensive tackle, too, in Branson Dean. <laughs> That's rough, and then of course we we were talking about how the uh, run you know can't can't seem to get the run game going. That also took another blow. Uh, you lost your number two running back uh, from the beginning of the season. King Daru's got some health issues that are going to. I, I, I don't. Th- this is kind of unique how Jeff Brown put it. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, just he, he, he just described it as an illness and and didn't get to any get did not get into any specifics as exactly what it is. That ails King Daru at this point. Uh, King Daru was on the sideline Saturday in street clothes. Uh, whatever King Daru has, Jeff Rom said it is not COVID related. Uh, so there it is. But but I tell you what, Jeff Rom did make it sound like there's a chance King Daru could still suit up Saturday. It's going to depend on how he progresses this week with his health. So the door isn't shut on number 22 playing on Saturday. Um, if he can't go, of course, Purdue's back with just Dylan Downing and Jaquez Cross as their top two running backs. And and uh, maybe we'll see that some of these wide receivers take a few more handoffs, Jared. Guys like Jackson Anthrop, TJ Sheffield, and Marcellus Moore. Um, just to maybe get a little bit more playmaking ability into that backfield from time to time. Of course, a lot of this could be alleviated if you just get a certain wide receiver number one out there in David Bell, uh, who uh, was unable to go this week because of the concussion. Uh, I know it's still a little bit earlier in the week, but do does the coaching staff seem optimistic that that uh, could happen this week, or are we just kind of right back to where we were? We just know he's in concussion protocol. We'll see what happens. Yeah, they're, they're, they're never going to tell us anything beyond just what where he's at in the protocol, and um, you know we'll we'll continue to to check and uh, we'll, we'll talk to Jeff Brom on Thursday, see if he has any update at that point. Uh, if not, we just have to wait till game day to see if he's on the inactive list or the active list. Um, my guess is there's probably a good chance we'll see David Bell. Again, I'm just guessing. It seemed like, read between the lines, he may have been close to getting out of the protocol last week. But you'd have to think with more, with more days, symptoms clear up, and, uh, again, things improve for him. So, again, there, there's uh, fingers are crossed, and I'm sure that the number three can get back out there because, boy, every, every, every offense needs a playmaker like that. I want to I want to end on a positive note here with this and uh, Tom, this defense I think has just been a little underappreciated right now. I think with everything going on with the quarterback spot, uh, injuries on that defense uh, for for the points that they have allowed through these first four games, such a transformation on what we saw. I, look, I know you're playing UConn in one of those ones. I know Illinois hasn't been world beaters on offense or anything like that. 
But you still have to go out there. You have to line up against their 11 and uh, and play them. This is a huge turnaround for this defense, Tom. I don't know if we're giving it enough credit right now. I think you're right. You know, and plus, he's being resourceful. You know, uh, when things aren't going your way, um, bowing your back and digging your heels into the ground and finding that little extra something, and, and that's what this team has done, uh, trying to battle through all this injury adversity. And you got to give them a lot of credit for that. And like you said, Jared, the defense has been there from game one to game four so far. Uh, just a unit that I think has played better than anybody anticipated. Credit, of course, the new coaching staff and obviously the personnel, too. Um, boy, I tell you what, the, the front seven in particular, the line has really played well. Uh, Karloptis, Mitchell, Jack Sullivan inside. Lawrence Johnson's coming off his best game as a border maker. Branson Dean was playing really well, too. And the linebackers, Jalen Graham's probably a future pro, Jalen Alexander. Um, Kieran Douglas is a grinder. And even even the back half, Jared, I tell you what, um, Jamari Brown's done a good job filling in for Corey Trice, a cornerback, the mm-hmm. safety tandem, with Marvin Grant, Cam Allen. There have been, been a lot of key players who've stepped up and played well. And they've really kept this team in every game and allowed this offense, Jared, to finally find its fastball and win these games. Remember, uh, they, they really didn't get, get going on offense until the fourth quarter against Oregon State. The defense kept them in at the entire game. That happened again a lot on Saturday against Illinois. The defense kept, you know, uh, the offense in the game. The offense finally delivered late. And what happens at the end of the year, the defense comes back on the field and shuts down Illinois one more time to seal the win. Yes, let's give them a little bit of credit here, all right. Tom Deanhart, GoldenBlack.com. Uh, he, along with Allen, are bringing back Thursday night live, 7 o'clock, from the uh, Union Club Hotel, the Boiler Up Bar. I, I went to the first one. It was a lot of fun. You can get on out there and uh, see them. They'll take your questions. And uh, uh, it's, uh, look, it's just, an, it'll be a nice evening to get on out there. Uh, you're enjoying those with Alan, aren't you? Yeah, come on down. Maybe Alan will buy you a Coca Cola or maybe uh, <laughs> maybe, an, maybe an adult beverage if you're lucky. There you go. I just put everything on the Dean Hart account. That's usually what I do. <laughs> don't just don't, don't slap at you, Jared. Yeah, I know. Your credit's no good there. All right, Tom <laughs> Dean Hart, everybody. Goldenblack.com. Always great to have you on the show, my man. Thank you for getting us up to speed. Enjoy the rest of your week. I look forward to Thursday night, my friend. Take care, Jared. Be good. Take care, buddy. We got a break. We'll come back. And uh, Bailey, Caitlin, and Stephanie from Purdue Sports here to put us up on all the homecoming festivities, what you need to know about, and uh, the rest of uh, the Purdue Athletic events you could be attending this week. They are coming up next. Plus, we'll go back in time and more when we come back on the Hammer Down Show on 1017 The Hammer and 1017.